Yo, it's episode two. This is the intro intro. I feel like all good podcasts have an intro before the actual podcast starts. So this is it. You got hit with a little bit more of that funk that apparently everybody really likes. And I will just say, if you're a live golf fan, maybe skip this episode. Um, I, I didn't mean to come after it, but I came after it. So I hope you enjoy it and we'll continue to rock and roll. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Bantam Golf Podcast. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to episode one. I really didn't want anybody to listen to episode one, but uh, it was found out. And then I just kind of had to roll with it. Um, Thought about deleting it right after I posted it, but kept it up. And I've had some good listens, gotten a lot of messages from people saying, great job, and they were listening, and they enjoyed it. And so... That just means the absolute world to me to be able to put something out there and and get any kind of response. So some people even rated it at five stars on Apple Podcasts, so I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Um, Some also reached out and wanted to give me feedback. Really, really appreciate that, but I'm not in the feedback business just yet. Maybe in a couple episodes, um, I will be open to feedback, but right now I'm just trying to get this thing going, so... Thanks again for listening. Truly means the world to me. We're going to try to keep it. um, We're going to try to keep it real. I don't even know what that means, but we're going to keep it real on here. So let's begin. My wife actually told me I needed a beginning, a middle, and an end. So consider the last minute and a half, the beginning. And here we go. This will be the middle of the podcast. Actually, scratch that. This will be the intro to the pod, more of the intro of the podcast, and then we'll get to the middle, and then maybe like a speech. We'll, we'll, I'll say in conclusion, and then we'll hang up the telephone like I did on the first episode. Anyway, um, so last Wednesday or last Tuesday, whenever I posted it, I said I was going to come back and give you my thoughts on the Honda Classic and who to bet on, but I, I didn't have time. I went and saw Jim Nance speak which was so cool. Dude is a complete legend. One of the nicest people in the entire world. I say that after meeting him once, but truly he was, he doesn't forget anybody's name. I I don't understand how that man does that, but literally he knows everybody's name. When I went out to Pebble in September, uh, some of the caddies were talking about, uh, actually one of the caddies told me this amazing story about seeing him right before he got married, I believe on the seventh green there, he saw Jim, he walked right past Jim and stopped him and said, Hey, congratulations. Good luck with everything. And Jim asked the guy's name. Caddy told him and apologies to the caddy. Cause I can't remember his name. I probably wrote it down somewhere, but he said that he saw him the next day driving him and his new bride. And he said, Jim, Hey, congratulations. And the guy called him by name and said, thanks to whatever his name was, which is just again, insane. How, to, how in the world does he do that? But it was super cool to hear his, um, him kind of talk about his career, told a couple of stories about Fred Couples, which was great to hear. And I'm sure a lot of you've heard it multiple times, um, but just talking about them being on the golf team at Houston and then him uh, presenting the green jacket to him when Couples won the Masters was just, I'm getting actually chills thinking about that. I can't imagine giving uh, a good buddy of mine, um, putting a master's jacket on him, 
that will never happen. So <laughs> anyway, but that, it was a cool night. So I was glad to hear it. So I didn't have time to come back and talk about the Honda Classic, which had every intention to, um, everybody in my house stayed up a little bit later than I thought they would. And I was gassed at the end of the night. But I think moving forward, what we're going to do is probably have like a five to 10 minute, uh, podcast on Wednesdays where I give my thoughts or I kind of talk about who I'm going to pick for the tournament that week. And this week it would have been Shane Lowry, which I'm recording this on Sunday and he's in the mix. And last week I had Cantlay and he was in the mix. So we're getting closer and closer to hitting a big win. Um, so I, I'll, I love to talk about gambling I don't know if that's taboo to say, but I, I really do. And I love to talk about daily fantasy sports. So I do a couple lineups each week as well. So if you hate making money and you hate gambling, then don't listen to the Wednesday podcast, but I'm going to keep it rolling. We're just going to do it. And hopefully you enjoy that. But I wanted to get on and I actually recorded a podcast on Friday afternoon because I wanted to hop on and talk about live. Because I, I watched some of it on Friday, and I was pretty hyped to share my thoughts on it. Um, but I scrapped that podcast, and I said, screw it. Let's do, let's do, let me watch a little bit more on Saturday, and then I can formulate my thoughts and drop something Sunday morning while my uh, one-year-old takes a nap, which is what I'm doing right now. But kind of a, a wild weekend for Liv, to be honest. Um First off, I want to say when there's a live tournament, they start pushing this on us like three weeks ago. I, I honestly, I thought this Mayakoba event like had already happened because whoever's doing their marketing and PR and whatever, they're really, really pretty good because I, they're, I've seen Greg Norman's face wearing his aviators probably more than I've seen my own face in the last two weeks. I mean, it, it's everywhere. It's plastered everywhere. So major shout out to those, um, those promoting live because you're doing a good job. And if that doesn't work out, maybe I can hire you to promote my podcast. Um, anyway, there was a joke right there, but I'm going to save that because I want to jump right into my thoughts on live. And maybe I should start with kind of talking about my Greg Norman history. So I remember I played junior golf growing up, which I'm sure many of you did if you're interested in golf and you're interested in this podcast. And I think he had a, maybe he had a partnership with Reebok. I don't know, but, it, but you know, he always wore the straw cowboy hats and he was this Australian dude and he had a cool nickname, the Sharks. So I, I didn't, I liked Norman, man. I thought he was a baller, you know, he could crush the ball. He was, he was kind of like a dangerous dude, right? And the Crocodile Dundee movies had just come out and that dude had that big knife and it was like, man, these Australians, bro, like they, man, these are tough guys, you know, you don't, you don't fuck with Australians. And, um, and so I thought he was a, you know, I thought he was a cool dude, man. I really liked him. And so let's rewind it to like two years ago, I had posted some meme about somebody shooting like 113 at a golf course and posted it on my stories. And wouldn't you know it, Greg Norman friggin' responded to the story and said, I would have been really happy with that my first time out. Wait, what? I was like, wait a second. I just got a message from the friggin' shark. 
like mind blowing. Right. I was like, I didn't know he followed me on Instagram. Like that's holy shit. Like that's cool, man. So I responded and said something and like, and he, he and I've been like super cool ever since. Like he's responded to stuff. And I'll be honest, I even sent him a message at, uh, after the first live event last, last year, because I was like, man, that it looked like it went off without a hitch and, you know, congrats and all that stuff. But cause I, I was curious and much like everybody else, you know, like I didn't know what to think of it. And I, I don't know. I just, I was like, man, this, this could be, this could be something cool. Didn't know what it was. Didn't do a lot of research on it, but it was like, that's all you heard about, right? Again, back to the PR and the marketing folks. And I don't know, you know, I just, I kind of hated the, I was kind of over the PGA tour at this moment, mainly because they have such a, he calls them a monopoly and they basically are a monopoly. Like they, they, when I first started trying to grow my Instagram account, I would repost stuff from them, which I thought I was doing them a favor. Like, Hey, like, here's a cool shot by Tiger Woods, right? Like, let me, let me repost it and lead it back to you guys. Cause it only helps your traffic, but they took offense to that. And I kept getting messages from Instagram saying, we're going to whatever copyright violation, we're going to cancel your account and all this stuff. So I tried to go through and delete it all, but I missed some. And so weekly I get messages from the PGA tour claiming something I posted five years ago is theirs. And okay, great. Like, go fuck yourself. Um, but like, who cares? It's, it was from a tournament five years ago, PGA tour, like get over it and let people repost your stuff. Um, I don't want to go off on that tangent, but all that to say, kind of excited about a new tour. And then all, all the shit comes out. Right. And I'm not going to go into those details, but cause I mainly just want to talk about the product and what I saw this weekend, but I, Hmm. Where, where do we begin with this thing, man? I, I also want to say, I listened to the podcast that Norman was on. I believe, let me pull up my notes here. I actually made notes. I am turning into a really, I'm turning into a professional podcaster here. I've got notes. So he did a podcast with Stephen Levitt on people I mostly admire. I believe it came out last Wednesday or Thursday. And, uh, maybe it's Steve, Steve wrote Freakonomics, I think with another economics person, I don't know who, I I think it's like probably the most influential book on economics ever besides, was it Adam Smith's book? I'm either sounding really smart or I'm sounding really dumb right now. And we did not come here to talk about economics, but, um, he was on this podcast and it was quite fascinating to me because he was talking about live and his thoughts and man, he sounds so angry when he talks. I don't know if you get that impression, but like every time he opens his mouth to talk about live, he's, it's like, he's, I guess he's like defending it. And it's like, dude, like calm down. I I mean, I, just let's just chill for a second and have a grown-up discussion about this tournament. But it was the eye-opening thing to me was he was talking about their their model. And I touched on this in episode one. I was talking about how Sergio and Dustin had um parted ways with Adidas. And I guess the plan for Liv, the way that he explained it on this podcast was each team, which is stupid. 
um, is going to operate like its own franchise. What? I'm still, I'm still struggling with this. Each team is going to operate like its own franchise. Like I guess here in Nashville, we have the Titans. So let's say the Titans are the range goats. Again, so stupid. Um, And if they want to add a player and drop a player, they can add and drop a player and throughout the season, which again, I need to stop saying again, is just, it's just bonkers. Like golf is an individual sport, always has been, always will be. This makes no sense to me. So he's saying, and he said it on this podcast, and I'm kind of paraphrasing everything, just looking at my notes right now, but he says they will generate generate value as a franchise and they'll sell sponsorships, I guess, for, I mean, much like golf has always been, they're going to sell sponsorships to, you know, put logos and shit on their shirts and bags and whatever on, on all the matching stuff. So they'll wear team stuff and then they'll sell real estate, which has been happening forever. And I, and I get it, but I, I get it on a NASA, like a, a car in a NASCAR race. Like that makes sense, but I don't necessarily get it on a golfer. So, and he brought up this example of some cricket team that sold for 900 million, but like, who's going to go, who's again, who's going to go buy the range goats for 900 million? Nobody. Um, and if you've, if you've seen the product and this is where all this is going, um, is if you watched any of it and I told you I would watch some of it this weekend, man, what, what are they doing? I I'm just, I'm so confused. I turned it on and like the Faraday's great. He's, he's amazing. Like I, I do. I like, I enjoy listening to David Faraday talk cause he's got, he's got funny comments. You know, he's like, I don't know what to describe. He, he's just, he's funny, you know? He's a comedian. Uh, didn't love his show on the Golf Channel, but that's neither here nor there, and that's not what we're talking about today. But he's a funny dude, so I enjoyed hearing him again and his comments. But, man, the whole thing is just strange. It feels like you're watching a, it's like a golf tournament within a movie, Right, it felt like the golf, like the golf tournament scenes in Happy Gilmore, but I feel like those were even a little bit more golf than the the live event was. I made a joke on Twitter yesterday. I said, "Man, the live set looks like MTV Spring Break from the '90s." And if you don't know what that is, like go Google it. It was like this like elaborate set, and they're sitting like basically it looked like on the beach, like waiting for like Polly Shore to come out and and do his like weasel bit. It just like what in the world? And my other issue with it is like, and this is just me being nitpicky, but like the font, like the LIV font, just, it, it, it's just cheesy. It looks like Studio 54. And the thing about Live is I, I, I really kind of wanted to like it. Like I love, like Cameron Smith was my guy last year. I put, I was, it was his year and it turned out to be, I mean, he's a baller and I really I wanted to follow, kind of follow him and Brooksy and Phil. And I've got opinions about those dudes separate from this conversation, but I really wanted to like the golf. And it just, it felt like, 
it, it felt like the spectacle was first and the golf was second. And if you're like me, then you love golf, you know, and golf should always come first, but live just feels like a spectacle. And they're blaring like techno music while the golfers are playing and they're wearing shorts. And I have, I, I'm like 50, 50 on the shorts. Part of me is like, man, I, I get it. It gets hot out there. Like you don't want to wear pants in Mexico. I totally understand that. But it also looked like I was watching YouTube footage from a local club championship with, you know, dudes out there in shorts balling out. But I don't know. It just, to me, it just doesn't feel sustainable. And hearing Greg Norman talk about it a little more just, just almost kind of makes you, makes you cringe a little bit. And I feel bad saying that because I truly, he's been nothing but nice to me. And that's just our interactions on Instagram. But the product is crap. And, and I know people are going to say, Hey, well, did you watch any of the Honda classic? Yeah. I watched some Honda classic. I actually enjoyed it because I know that course it's got the bear trap. You know, it's one of, I think it's one of the harder courses on the PGA tour. And I think a big reason that the golfers didn't want to play in it was because it's a little bit more difficult and it's not an elevated event. So back to live I think one thing that they did do was they got PGA, the PGA Tours attention, and now we have these ele- elevated events like we had last week at Riviera and the week before at the Waste Management, and these events are insane, right? I mean, they're playing for a lot of money, and you've got all the top guys there, and it seems to be super competitive. So in that regard, Liv has done something great, but, man, the – product I watched and I watched about an hour yesterday and about 45 minutes on Friday just wasn't very compelling. And I hate that because I, I do, I, I love golf. I want golf to succeed. I'm not big. I'm not big into this grow the game bullshit because we, it, it's fine. Like, I, I don't know where that phrase came from, but I hate it, man. Like we're like the game grows itself. Like we don't need, it's not going anywhere. Right. And, but we also don't need to make it like so hip and cool that, that I don't know, that it becomes something like you would see on that movie Idiocracy, if, if you get that reference, and that may be a bad reference, but like, it just doesn't, like, yes, there's ways to grow it. I just hate that phrase. I don't know. It's just sort of cringe. Like, who cares? Like, it's golf. People are going to play golf for ages. It's going to be the same. We don't need like a seven hole tournament because people don't have time to go out there and play or whatever everyone's trying to do. But this live thing, man, huh? I just need to take a deep breath again. And I don't know, it can't be around in a year and a half. And I know there's people out there. There's like fanboys. Don't know if they're real fanboys or if they're paid fanboys, but people are hyping it up on Twitter. And there's all these little live fan accounts that popped up coincidentally right when live popped up and they are like pushing it so hard um and it's just like what how much are you getting paid let's be honest because these fools are paying everybody and the other thing that i noticed is all the all the pr around it and the social media 
and you look you look in these players' faces and they just look sad too. Like you can't tell me that Brooks Kepka is excited after watching him on full swing talk about winning championships and the greats of the game and all this stuff. You cannot tell me that he's excited to be on whatever team he's on playing for the prize at the end of the year. It's all so confusing. It's so confusing that Norman, I think on Friday morning, had to post a like five-minute video explaining what it is. Like You shouldn't have to explain what it is. It's a fucking golf tournament. We know what it is. Like, that's why people want to watch because we're familiar with it. It's almost like watching full swing and then being told what the cut is a thousand times. I just don't see any sort of value there. And I wanted to. Saudi money aside, whatever, that shit's terrible. I get it. But like as a product, that's that's the best thing they came out with. I will say seeing every shot was cool because they want you to see every shot. That's fine. Love that. You see more shots. The pylon, I think they call it the pylon, the pylon uh, scoreboard. Did like that. That's a cool idea. You can kind of see things moving and it was colorful, et cetera. But at the end of the day, man, like I cannot see Live Golf being here in two years. Curious to know your thoughts on it. And I'm not trying to sound like a hater. I really don't want to be a hater because, again, I wanted to enjoy the product. I wanted to like it. Uh, I don't even know if I if I really wanted to like it. I just, I know I, I love Cam Smith, love watching him play. Dude should be on the PGA Tour. Why did you do this to me? You broke my heart, Cam. Maybe we can get you on the pod to discuss. Not really. I, I don't want to be... The whole goal of this thing is I don't want to be controversial, even though I've already said some controversial shit about Liv and about some of these golfers. But, man, I'm just kind of bummed out. Not because the Honda Classic kind of stinks, but I'm just bummed because I really I want to see the best players playing against each other every week, week in and week out. And I know some guys can't make it because of travel and family, et cetera, but it is. It's that term sports washing that we were worn out with last year. It's exactly what it is. However, with all that said, they are going to be able to play in all the championships, our major championships. So that's good news. We did get that news last week. And some other good news is the PGA Tour and LPGA are doing an event together. And that's going to be cool as shit. Um, super fired up about that. I don't know how they're picking teams. It looks like they've already picked teams, but don't care. It doesn't matter. LPGA deserves more credit, and that's not me just banging on some drum like everybody did in 2020, but they do. They're fun to watch. I love watching them play. Um, So anyway, I guess I will conclude the second episode here with kind of laughing at some of these quotes from, from Norman in that podcast. He said, one of the things he said is he was trying to do what's right for golf, and he was very passionate about that. Huh. Come on, come on, bro. Isn't there a thing on ESPN that's like, come on, bro? Um, And then another thing that he said was, which just cracked me up, is he said he personally wanted to wear a mic on the PGA Tour, and that was his idea. He said that his fans wanted to know what he was saying and doing on the course 
and he may have a fair point. That may have actually happened, but it just seems like he's taking credit for stuff that he may not need to take credit for. Let's be honest. But anyway, um, and he ended that saying he ended that uh, podcast with uh, Steve Levitt saying, "You can't run through a brick wall without getting bloody." Well, yeah, no shit. I mean, you can't run through a brick wall anyway. Am I right? So maybe that's where I'll leave this. Episode two, we're going to sign off here. Coming back this week with a full swing review. I've almost rewatched the entire thing, and I've got some more opinions around it. And we're just going to keep doing our thing out here. And I say our thing, like it's like the royal we, but I'm going to keep doing my thing out here and I'm going to hope that everybody enjoys it. And we're going to get some more people on. I promise you, we're just getting started. So thank you so much again for listening. And we're going to, we may just sign off how we did last time. Like it's a phone call and say, okay, everyone, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.